Hey family, if you are an educator, a teacher, a principal, an education consultant, I have something so special that you cannot find anywhere else that is coming to your phone, your iPad, your desktop. I am bringing together my squad. I'm bringing together my team. I'm bringing together some folks who you can identify with because they were in the classroom in schools and education organizations just like you and now they are running six and seven figure education consulting businesses. I am Dr. Erica Jordan Thomas and welcome to the Seven Figure Educator Podcast. Welcome back to the Seven Figure Educator Podcast. My name is Dr. Erica Jordan Thomas and I am your host. I am a former teacher, former principal, Harvard grad, and a full-time entrepreneur running a seven figure education consulting business. During this episode, I wanted to have a conversation that's really important to me and I believe is a revolutionary conversation. The conversation is around creating an equitable company. And when I say equitable, I think most people, their minds go to diversity and inclusion, which of course those things are absolutely important. But what I mean, is how do we create a company culture where everybody working within the company gets what they need? They find a sense of safety, of belonging, their humanity is centered. And when I think about this priority of creating an equitable company, this is coming from a place of wanting to create the company that I've always desired as an employee. And so my belief in equity, my value in equity, my value in social justice positions me as a CEO with a desire to create a company culture that actually centers the needs of black women. And the reason why that's important to me is because A, I'm a black woman, and B, I believe that when we create companies that are safe for black women, they're actually safe for us all. So during this episode, I wanted to share with you a couple of ways that I lead, a couple of unwritten rules that I follow that help me build an equitable company culture. Before I kind of jump into some of these rules, I think it's important to note that it's hard to create a company culture if you don't deeply love and care for your people. Because a part of of what I believe is the secret sauce to building an equitable company, it's just doing right by people. (laughs) And part of that is actually caring and valuing your people. And so I know that seems pretty basic. I know that might seem intuitive, but when I hear some people who are struggling with team, part of what I hear is you actually don't like people. Like you actually don't love your people. You love the bottom line more than you love people. And there's actually the three P's of a company, people, processes, and product. For a lot of people who are having culture or team issues, they love either products or processes more than they love people. And so I offer that up to you just as the foundational precursor step to what we're getting ready to talk about because that's really at the core of being able to create an equitable company. So I wanna share with you a couple of ways of leading, a couple of unspoken rules that I follow that honestly, some might consider to be controversial. I don't think they should be controversial, but again, when we're working in 
the society that has centered white supremacy culture, that has pushed to the margins those whose identities in this country have historically been oppressed, the rules that I am going to be sharing with you, these unspoken rules, are going to feel controversial. But I don't think they should be. So let me share with you a couple of my beliefs that help me create an equitable culture. The first is I deeply care about my people and because I deeply care about my people, I recognize them as people first, which means that I don't believe you need my permission to take PTO. I believe that seeking permission to take time off creates a power dynamic where now I am in control of defining when and when you do not need time off, I don't believe that's my place. I don't believe I can define for someone else whether or not it's appropriate or right for them to take time off. I do believe that it is my role to hold people accountable to the expectations and deadlines that we set in our company for their role. However, I don't believe that they need to request my permission to take time off. So what does that actually mean in terms of our company? We do have a process in which people submit their requests, for lack of a better term, uh, their time off, in which they notify me of their desire to take time off. I have yet to not approve someone's request to take time off because, again, I don't believe that's my place. What I ask folks is that they let me know with adequate notice I define adequate notice of at least two weeks when it's a planned absence. And then if it's unplanned, obviously I can't expect a timeline because it's unplanned. And I have to recognize that and be okay with that. I also expect that you make the appropriate accommodations when you are not at work to ensure that your work is taken care of. So if you take off, it should not cause our company to turn upside down because you either haven't communicated, you've left something unfinished, like that shouldn't just happen. So you need to make the appropriate arrangements to ensure that whatever piece of the ship that you are running stays steady while you are out. So if all of those boxes are checked, then we good. <laughs> if one of those boxes is missed, then we're going to have a conversation about it. But again, I don't believe I have the right to tell you when you can and cannot take off work. Now, does that mean that there is not a, a such thing as people abusing a PTO policy. Of course, that exists. But if I have the certain culture within our company that recognizes that and holds people accountable to that, it's not very likely that'll happen. But if it does happen, it's not going to last that long. So that's one example. A second example has to deal with the fact that my team is remote. So I am based out of D.C., I have two team members that are in the Maryland DMV area. I have two team members in Georgia, and I have a team member in Pennsylvania. So we are spread out across the country, and that means that I don't actually see you while you're working. I have to trust that you are working. And I actually don't believe that where you are working is any of my business. You might decide to work from home. You might decide to work from a coffee shop. You might decide to work from a hotel, an Airbnb. You might decide to work from the beach, and that is your prerogative. What is my business is you doing quality work and you hitting the expectations and deadlines that we've set in our company. And so that might seem controversial to some folks, and if it feels controversial for you, I would actually cause you to reflect or push you to reflect 
on why you feel the need to control where people are working from. What is your greatest fear that is showing up in the fact that you believe you need to know the physical location of your team? What are your fears? What lack of trust is present? And actually focus on that rather than focusing on the location. I also believe that it is not a realistic expectation for me to believe that my team won't make mistakes. This idea of 100% that there will be a zero margin of error, that's not realistic because we're human. Now, should our margin of error be 50%? Nah, <laughs> like absolutely not. I believe that it is a more realistic expectation that my people are humans, that they're going to make mistakes, that we as a company have transparent conversations about when mistakes are made. Once we know better, we do better, and that a mistake isn't made for the second time. And a part of your role as a CEO is to build the systems and processes in place that actually reduce the frequency of which mistakes happen. So for some of you, mistakes might be happening in your team and your business because you don't have SOPs. So the issue is actually not the person. The issue is your systems or your lack of systems. Some of you might be experiencing mistakes that your team is making in your business because you don't have a thorough onboarding process, which means you have not thoroughly taught people your expectation for how they should be doing certain tasks in your business. Well, if you haven't taught anybody, you can't hold folks accountable to something that they don't know, right? And so that's the focus, that's the, the priority as a CEO is to build the systems and structures to minimize mistakes rather than believing people should not make mistakes. The fourth and final piece that I wanted to share around creating an equitable culture is related to numbers. Part of the way that I move as a CEO is I am transparent with numbers with my team. So my team knows how much money we make every week. And to me, it's important that they know that information because they're a part of us making money, right? It's no secret that we're a for-profit company. Our company does not exist if we don't make money. And I can't make money by myself as the CEO. We as a collective team are working together to be able to hit our goals, to be able to generate revenue. So by sharing revenue goals with my team, by sharing our progress towards those revenue goals as a team, they have the opportunity, I'm creating the space for them to take ownership of the goals, for them to be able to see their impact in our goals and think about how powerful it is when you have someone on your team that's leading an initiative and then the next week they see the jump in revenue. They can make the direct connection between what they did in their role and the impact that it had on the bottom line. And how good does that feel when you know you're having a positive impact in your organization? So because of that, we are transparent with our goals and revenue as a company. We actually look at it every single week because we take collective ownership in moving the numbers. Another piece around being transparent with the numbers is anytime we are hiring a new position, we put the salary in the job description because a part of my belief of how oppression moves and works is oppression controls your time. And what I mean by that is you would not see high level CEOs 
uh, Fortune 500 companies engaging in conversations about their next job opportunity without knowing how much they're going to be paid. When you don't know that information, now oppression is positioned to control your time because now you are giving your time for interview, for interview, conversation, conversation, only to find out later that this job actually isn't paying me what I'm being paid currently. So because of that, I could have saved time had you told me up front. We don't do a guessing game when it comes to our positions, when it comes to our salary. We're transparent with how much we're willing to pay positions. And that, to me, is a part of leading an equitable company. So we've discussed a few things. We've discussed my beliefs around PTO, that I don't believe I am the gatekeeper around PTO, that I empower my staff, my employees to know and make the best decision of when they need their time off and to make the appropriate arrangements to ensure that our ship continues to move and keep, keeps going when they need to take time off. That where you work is none of my business, but how you work is my business. The belief that it is unrealistic for me to expect that my staff will not make mistakes However, it is a realistic expectation for me to build systems and processes such that we reduce the number of mistakes that are made in our company and being transparent with the numbers. And when I say numbers, I mean transparent with my team in terms of how we're progressing, how we're growing the company and being transparent with future team members of how much we're willing to pay so that way we can save them time and how they engage with us. So hopefully you got some nuggets from this episode. I am curious to know what those nuggets are. And so if you enjoyed our time together, please hit me up on social media and let me know what you got from this episode. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts and reflections. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Seven Figure Educator Podcast. Mm -hmm.